You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Attack on Titan After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Attack on Titan After Show. Hey guys, and welcome to the Attack on Titan After Buzz After Show. No, 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 turn that up. Keep it going. <laughs> turn it we, up. Yeah, we, we like keep that. on going. This is this is amazing music. We can't stop this. <laughs> I wish I had 3D maneuvering gear right now to just start just going around the room. You don't have nearly enough room in here to do that. That's, I'll just hang on the wall and just slowly creep down into the screen and kind of pop that up. Play spider. room in the studio to do 3D maneuvering. And he was only two weeks from retirement. Oh. You have a lot of those comments. Okay, so, across from me, the lovely... John Quick. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I am quite stunning in my black shirt today. I think so. <laughs> and Katie Cullen. Hello, everyone. Also stunning in her purple shirt. And popping out in dark brown. <laughs> That's a popping color. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Salinas. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Well, yeah, as Dave is admittedly very frumpy in his gray shirt, yeah, put some effort frumpy. into it. Sorry, I don't. Seriously, I, Dave. We're here to do television or internet, whatever. Well, we're at it. Happy Towel Day, everyone. <laughs> towel Day? Yeah, Douglas Adams. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You don't know where your towel is? I've never read it. I'm sorry. Yeah, hey, I only saw the okay. movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've read the books, and that still went over my we head. Just, we just failed <laughs> our nerd credit right <laughs> there. This just all went out the door. Send me your nerd cards. Turn them in. Turn them in. Congratulations, Kate. I think you, you officially get nerd victory for the day. <laughs> I can't even. You get have it the over. most pathetic nerd card. Well, that's, it's this little teeny piece of paper. Well, you know why? It's because I didn't have a very big one to begin with. I'm not turning in a nerd card. We're doing the Attack on Titan panel because of me. So. That's so, true. So <laughs> let's get she's exempt. So let's get started. We're two years later at the year 850. As we see Keith in the middle of training everybody, and as we get into, I, I was thinking a way to do this is we can just start going down his descriptions of everybody and what we know of everyone in terms of their rank their actual ranking that we find out a little bit later on. So at number one, who is ranked number one, because that's pretty much what we get here is the top ten. Number one is Mikasa Ackerman. Yes. <laughs> as Duh. it should be. On top of her shit, as always. <laughs> I, if this was a surprise to anyone, I, how could this be a surprise to anyone? I like how, how? his thing was just basically, his description is, she's an overall badass. That's basically she's all he has to say about her. She's the ideal he... cadet. It would not be an exaggeration to say she's a genius. <laughs> Thank you, Master Xehanort. I did not know one could technically be a genius of murdering things with blades. Like, that's... that's... Have you heard of Jack the Ripper? <laughs> well, he was Is a he genius. Is he considered and... a genius? Yeah, I don't... They never found him. He could be. <laughs> no, they... Never mind. Anyway. 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 She's just so good at what she does that, like, it's absolutely no question that yeah. she's number one when it comes to the top ten rankings. So at number two, Rainer Brown. 
Oh, Ooh, I love Reiner. Reiner. And his introduction Reiner. in this Thank episode you. is really great, too, because, um, you know, we see the episode starts off with everybody doing running drills, and Armin's kind of falling behind, and Reiner, you know, picks up his gear and is running with both of them for a little bit. And I don't know if he was trying to motivate Armin to, like, pick his own gear back up and, and run forward like he did, or if he was just genuinely trying to help out his fellow cadet. It's not nothing out of the ordinary. Reiner and Bertolt went out of their way to help Aaron, like, just an episode. So to go, it seems to be in Reiner's character to help out people who are, well, physically weaker than himself. I do love that. Help me with Xanort's name. I'm going to call Keith him that. Keith Shardis. Shardis. Thank you. I do like that he pretty much called Reiner an idiot. He has <laughs> the brain and body of a grass-fed ox, oh. <laughs> which means that he's really strong and dumb as a sack of hammers. Well, he picked a fight with Annie. But <laughs> yeah, that was incredibly stupid. But the other thing he has but, in but ter- he put- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He put Aaron out first. <laughs> he did. Totally I'm going to pick a fight. Here's Aaron, the bus. It. Here's the bus. And thrown under. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean the bus is still going? Choop, 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 choop. <laughs> well, especially like he's giving Aaron this big speech about the responsibilities of a soldier and not backing down from a fight. And he gets equally ticked when he sees Annie, like, just waltzing about where they're supposed to be doing hand-to-hand combat training and is, like, giving her once over and then proceeds to hand the knife to Aaron and shoot <laughs> It's like he kicked the ho- it's like he poked the dragon in the eye and then let Aaron stand in front. Yeah. So she beats the daylights out of Aaron, knocks him flat on his rear. Well, and Reiner's like, "See, you learned a lesson." And Aaron goes, well, "Great, your turn." <laughs> well, let's let's go well, back to yeah. our character. Well, we also have, so I mean, the other thing with Reiner though is he's a leader. That's that's yes. the other key that the that we learned from Keith is I mean that we also see, and I think that's also his thing with helping Armin out. He's willing to lead his troops. Because as he says himself, when Armin says you can get in trouble for doing this, he says, well, just let's not get caught. But to him, this is his troops. These are his comrades. So he's going to do anything to lead them to victory. So that's how I, what my takeaway from it was. He, he's, I liked almost, it. he's got all of Aaron's kind of like drive, but it's like tempered a lot more. It's kind of like he's like a middle ground between Aaron and Mikasa in a lot of ways. That's well, why yeah, he's, he's number insane. two. That's true. <laughs> that's why he's number two, unlike Aaron, who's further down. But at number three, we've got Bertolt Hoover. We we don't get a whole lot of him in this episode, but we we got a little bit. We got a lot from him last episode, so we. It's very interesting to see, um, you know, after the story that we got last week, to see him ranked at number three. And you know, it kind of just shows. Okay, this character has a backstory, and he's important. Like if he's going to be in the top three, you know, he, like that's. I feel like stuff is going to come back up with him. Yeah. And or well, you never know with this show. It's just like <laughs> who knows. <laughs> the top ten are characters you should remember. Yeah, you yeah. should remember all these. This is ones. the remember all these people. Everyone else. Pfft. And then there's Armin. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So number <laughs> four, Armin's the outlier. And number four is Annie Lionheart, or Lionheart, who's gifted with swords and not not too. Uh, but does not doesn't get along well with people. With yeah. Yeah. 
as is typical of somebody who's really good at handling sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really, she she had a lot to say in this episode too. She and brings up the the best point, and it's been well, which it's is been something we should talk about later, later in that yeah. later on. Okay, but she does bring up a really good point. We'll talk about that as we get to the fight scene. But yeah, so she's really gifted, and she's just thought her personality's. She doesn't talk to people. She's, she's very... Oh, she's a loner. <laughs> she's very much a loner. So number five is our main protagonist, Aaron Yeager. <laughs> Meister. Who, <laughs> who, through sheer yeah. force of willpower, <laughs> has made it to number five. There's Pretty not much. a whole lot of aptitude there, mentally or physically. He says it's basically <laughs> like his, his thing in his descriptor was, he's decent at everything. He's not good at anything, it's just he's decent, but he's driven. Oh. Oh, yeah. Basically, he's a shonen protagonist. <laughs> yeah, well, That's basically the, well, Shardis, a guy that we met, you know, last episode, who's already seems psychotic enough, says that Aaron has a drive that is almost terrifying. Yeah. So if it's scaring Shardis, that's something extra crazy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, because Shardis is... This is the guy who picks up cadets by their head <laughs> to well, yell at them and drop Connie. them. Just Connie. Yeah, I think it's, yeah oh. that's right. It's really this only Connie we see. He did it it's again the, the head. He doesn't yeah. have any hair, so it's very easy to get a grip. But if you're scaring the drill sergeant, yeah. that's, yeah. that's so, fun. So number six is our un- insufferable... Jean Kirstein. <laughs> Jean, yeah, <Jean>. trust. <laughs> Insufferable. <laughs> Who uh, we we get more from him of just like him again, just kind of being out for himself. He's he makes no apologies about being self serving, but we also get to see him swing around on the three D gear and see that he actually does have a lot of aptitude for what they're doing. But he doesn't cut deep enough. No, nope. that's know that. true. Yeah. <laughs> He was the he was the only one who didn't cut all the way as deep. Well, actually, Aaron. Or no, no, there's Aaron. Yeah. Aaron too. Yeah. But you know what? It kind of ended up looking like a slice of bread, like and how they exactly do the slice of I bread. Was yeah, so I was thinking maybe it was on purpose. It's just like that's supposed to be the thing. Well, they slice. make it clear that he's only being doing things half-heartedly. Like if I, I kind of wonder well, if Jean wouldn't have ranked higher if he wasn't just kind of half-assing it the entire time. Well, and, no, I think they say that like well. He was half-assing it all through the hand-to-hand combat training because, as Annie will get into later, you're not scored on that. You're only scored like you're only scored on like certain physical exams, but everything on ODM, like the for the 3D maneuvering gear, that's the absolute most important. That carries the biggest weight, so he's not going to half-ass it on that. I think, as what as Shard has said, he's an insufferable smartass. <laughs> yeah. He just doesn't like him because he's an asshole, and he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone else is celebrating, and he's complaining about, I got ranked lower than Aaron. Although, <laughs> although to be perfectly honest, he, he's really pissed about that because Mikasa wants Aaron, and Jean wants Mikasa, but nobody in that little human centipede of love <laughs> notices wow, the person a, behind them. Wow, that was a description I did not that's, need. That's All right. <laughs> mental image. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're well, moving on. Well, yeah, I, I kind of, I almost have a feeling that Aaron was ranked under, well, I don't know, I guess Aaron really wouldn't have cared because all he cares about is if he can go to the scout regiment, that's all that matters. And so, which you don't need to be in the top ten. You can right, be last be in the class and still go to the scout regiment. So that's at number Just be eaten faster. But he gets more props from people for being number five. But number seven, who we don't get uh, Keith really describing, is Marco. Yeah, we, we don't really get a whole lot about Marco, but we'll we'll get Mar- to it. Marco yeah. really wants. To, uh, all I know is that Marco really, really has something for the king. Like 
a lot of something for the king. He's like, an idealist. No, he's an idealist. He's one of those people, you know, John makes fun of him for it, but he's one of those people that genuinely believes in what they're doing, and he's like, if I can just go and, like, out there and defend the king, like, that is my dream. He wants to be a knight, Yeah, he just doesn't really see the truth of the situation, which Annie... He plops lo- on Aaron's head. He looks at it, you know, in the same way that a little kid looks up to, you know, like I said, the Knights of the Round Table type thing. And that's probably how he sees it. He thinks yeah. he's in a different genre of anime. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he thinks he's You're in the wrong he is, anime, he is, Marco. Wrong show, Marco. He is wrong genre savvy. So, <laughs> that's number, the problem. number eight is my favorite, Connie Springer. Yay, <laughs> Connie. I love Connie. Oh, Connie. <laughs> but he's really adept with 3D. He's just dumber than a sack of potatoes. I have to wonder how many times he's been picked up by his head. I feel like that, that analogy it. actually probably works better with Sasha. Dumber than a sack of potatoes. <laughs> See, I've been Just saying sack of hammers and box of hair. Yeah, there you go. Hmm. But, um, Which but, he yeah. doesn't have. I'm willing to bet that it's just like since nobody bats an eye at Chartist just grabbing him by the head and picking him up, it's got to be at least a once a week thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That they little? just ignored it after that. Like the first time <laughs> I everyone was like once a day. Out. <laughs> and by then no one cares anymore. Like, oh, must be Tuesday. But we also get to see that he's a fun character, you know, even though what they're what they're doing, like, they have a good sense of humor. He and Sasha, in particular, have a really good sense of humor about everything in yeah, life. Yeah, here are comic release characters. I think that's in particular why I like Connie. Yeah, I, I tend to like those comic release. But he's uh, not as ridiculous as Sasha is. He, he's still ridiculous. He's, he's not a caricature. Right, yeah. he's not yeah. a caricature, which Sasha is. But speaking of which, Sasha's at number nine. Good for How her. How did that even happen? Because <laughs> she's surprisingly adept. According <laughs> she to, has fantastic instincts. According to Keith. That she doesn't share with her team. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> it means that you that she doesn't communicate. She can be really good. She can have a really good idea of what to do. She can have a gut feeling and be successful. Yeah. But it might land her team under the bus if they're not aware what's going on. Keep in mind that Connie was about to attack the dummy, and she got in under him to do it. If that had gone any worse, he would have taken her head off. That's true. Like yeah. it can be dangerous when you have somebody who doesn't communicate. Mm-hmm. When you have a squad of people flying flying through the air with sharp objects at very high speed. But and I think it also just says a lot about her. She's just kind of off in her own little world. She's like, she's not really concerned with making friends. She you know she's her one goal is just food to get fed. Yeah, <laughs> she really wants meat. That's and potatoes. And magic mawa. <laughs> Which yeah. Mm, oh yeah. Ooh yeah. So I wonder like even done? what brought her in the first place into the joining the regiment team. I guess maybe she learned Three like the sacking of food. Three square yeah. meals they a day. They feed yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you're dumb enough to steal a potato and eat it during basic. <laughs> during your introductory ceremony. Oh. So at number ten is R just kidding, Armin's not in it. Ha ha ha, Krista. Krista, who we met last week in last week's episode, Krista Lenz. So, who yes. was nice enough to who? feed Sasha after she wandered back into camp and collapsed. Oh my god, you're a goddess! <laughs> yeah, but we don't even see her this episode, I don't think. We don't you get do. much, anything from her, really. We don't get much from her. We see her doing a little bit of one a hand-to-hand combat with Mikasa, but apart, apart from that, yeah, we don't really get anything. And so that's why it's kind of surprising to see these characters that we literally only get a, kind of get little snippets of in the top ten. So it's like, we don't have a lot, but we know that they're important. Yeah. And at uh, number not placing is Armin, who we get in the beginning here, who is a genius, just not very strong. And we see him trying to better himself. 
and grabbing that backpack back from Reiner. Yeah, again, going back to, as we talked talked about in the first episode, that holy trinity of anime, like Eren with his indomitable spirit, Mikasa with the indestructible body, and then Armin, who is the mind. Yeah. And as we can see, as as what Shard has said, like, you know, yeah, he he grasps the concept of everything. He gets it. But as, you know, we can see, he, he can't even keep up with everybody else and i mean he's been doing the same training as everyone else it's just he's still physically a weakling the phrase was built like a daffodil yeah <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's pre-serum steve rogers <laughs> i mean really like this is like <laughs> literally <laughs> two years into training and he's still far behind everybody that's presumably that they've been doing this every day yeah and he still just can't keep up so that daffodil is just blowing in the wind He's not built for it. So we come to the training sequence that we were talking about earlier, which is where Annie's showing everyone a thing or two about how you really fight with her different martial arts style. And, John, you can go ahead now. Talk on what you wanted to talk (laughs) about with Annie and what she dishes out. This scene is really, really great because it comes up... It brings up two, like, recurring themes that we see in the show. The first one is pride comes before the fall. And if you guys have just noticed, anytime anybody does something that's full of pride or, you know, saying don't underestimate me or I'm going to do this because I'm awesome, they will almost immediately get struck down. Aaron's doing okay, though. (laughs) Before he gets thrown to the ground. I mean, he's, for the most part, though, he's been surviving and making through his sheer pride and um, that's just a thing drive. But part of that, I think, has to do with his pride because he doesn't want to be live like a cattle, so that's pride coming that's through. True. Like I'm better than this. And then the the second one we where we've seen this repeatedly is how no one actually wants to fight the Titans. Like very much the government doesn't want to fight the Titans. And this whole setup of as we said the top ten um, are the only ones that can go on to become part of the military police. And as we know that you get into the top ten by essentially being the best at killing Titans. Okay, so you, these are the guys who are absolutely best at killing titans. Where do we put them? In the exact center of this, you know, giant walled city protecting the king as far away from the titans <laughs> as possible. Where in an ideal world, they will never see a titan. Yeah. Yeah. We and already know this isn't an ideal yeah, world. Yeah, they, they say that, you know, they're not training to fight titans, they're training to run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was Aaron figures that out. Yeah, it exactly. definitely took Annie completely kicking his ass to <laughs> to get him to see that but it is yeah. Aaron, annie who says to him the better you are at fighting the bad guys the further you are you're placed away from them and i i kind of took it more as, as opposed to the being I, I mean that's that's definitely true but i take it more to just be the corruptness of um the system the king yeah. but more of just like they're really good at fighting titans so let's put them next to the king as opposed to let's get them far away from the titans it's well, just let's put them well, next to the king who's the far away idea. from the titans like, if, again, if we were living in an ideal world, then yes, it makes sense to have the best, you know, like I said, knights, soldiers, protecting the king. Right. But the system has become so corrupt that, you know, it's it's people just kind of looking to live on easy streak as opposed to actually going out there and reclaiming the land. Which is what is vitally necessary. As, you know, they had to send out 250,000 people two years ago when Walt... 
when Walmaria fell. Five years ago, yeah, sorry. They, when Walmaria fell. They were fell. perfectly content with sacrificing, what was it, 20% of the population uh, of what supposedly is the last of the human race. Like, that says a lot for how corrupt the system is and how much people are so willing to just accept the status quo, even when the status quo is horrifying. Well, sort of an interesting conundrum, though, because at the same time, you got to give people an incentive to join the military and try to be good. Because if everyone's trying to be the best, and then the best is your reward for doing the best and being ev- better than everybody else is going to, we're going to send you out to die, then not that many people are going to want to join. But then if your reward for being the best is getting somewhere safe, that's what an incentive is to get people to even try to join in the first place. So I think it's kind of a thing of like, well, you have to give people an incentive, but it then is, in this case, incentive doesn't work. incentivize killing titans. I mean, that's how the <laughs> Mongol horde worked, how? and how much... And how much of the world did they take over? You can't yeah. really bring a trophy back from a titan to prove that but, you killed it. Right, and at the same That's time... That's really dangerous. Yeah, the, yeah, then it's also like, well, titan's not exactly equivalent to a human in a, in a lot of ways. It's a catch-22. You know, they, they're, presumably they're doing the best with the world that they have. You know, it's not good, but they don't really see any alternative in terms of just the system, the way it's set up. You, know, you just and, need someone like Aaron to force all top ten people to say, like, oh, you know what? Let's not be safe. That's what every class needs, I guess. Yeah, every, I so, that so. one guy going, I'm going to do this completely off the wall thing. And everyone else going, you make a good point. Yeah. Let's all do it. It's like lemmings. Well, it shows that, you know, that somebody does have to kind of stand up and say something if there ever is going to be change. Um, as opposed to complacently going with the flow. So something worth pointing out, too, is, like, Annie's the only one here who seems capable of fighting on her own. I don't think that's necessarily the case. What's going on is that she has a different style than everyone else. Everyone else seems to be doing straight up and down, fists only, right. almost boxing. And she's working with mixed martial arts. It weirds everyone else out when she goes straight for the ankles to knock someone down. Yeah, they think it's, it's fighting dirty. <laughs> it's, it's because they're trained in a certain style and are completely unprepared for someone who does not fight like them right. to come at them. She has the upper hand because none of them expect it. Which is kind of weird. Like, where did she learn this fighting style? Like, she said she learned it from her father, and Aaron asked if, like, did he pioneer it? So it's obvious that no one anywhere has ever seen this. And then why would he develop something like that? Why would you need that? Like and she immediately kind of, dismisses it, like, does yeah. it matter? Yeah, like, to like, fight Things that she doesn't titans. want to talk about. <laughs> it's to fight titans, right? Yeah, another, another blonde with daddy issues, God. Uh, yep, yep. Make so, a list. moving forth to her whole speech, right uh, immediately from that about the fact, like, don't be a pawn and all that. We got Marco, who doesn't really care. He's like, I just want to work within the stone's throw of the king. I want to be a pawn. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, he's, he's, he knows what he wants. Just he's safety. Starry-eyed about it too. Well, yeah. yeah, it's not even like I want to work in the interior to have a cushy life. It's again, it's kind of like this ideal of I want to be this thing that I've looked up to all my life. And then we have John right there wanting it for to a different reason. <laughs> John's just like he just knows what it is and he just wants to play the system. Did you like how the animators give him that total creepster face when he's doing it too? He's like, yeah, you just want to go into the interior. There are a lot of creeps or faces in this episode. <laughs> well, there's not a lot of action in this episode, you know. So, so they, you gotta they have the creep face. <laughs> well, you have the action right here, which happens, which is Aaron and uh, Jean getting into the fight, and then Aaron. 
this is actually the pro of Aaron. He immediately adapts without Annie telling him how to do her move. He picks it up like that and uses it and utilizes it and knows how to in this situation. So, yeah, he picks up Annie's moves and uses against John. Well, I, wanna, I do want to point out that it, in the manga, it makes a little bit more sense because after that scene in the manga, there's this whole thing of Annie begins training Aaron specifically See, thought, in his fighting style. I thought also in the Japanese subtitles, she, he asked her to in the subtitle. Yeah. Like, we're watching the English version right now, the dub, and then the dub, they didn't do that, but... I feel like I remember the subtitle, them, her training him. Yeah. The dog okay. just wants Aaron to look smarter than he actually is. <laughs> yeah. But am, but am I wrong, though? Like, did the subtitles say that she was going to train him, or did she say no. she trained him? No. For some reason, I thought that, that happened. She didn't say that. He did ask her, but you don't see her say yes. Oh, I guess I just assumed yeah. then okay. that, he, that it happened. But that's good to know that they're having these training sessions sort of off screen, because this is a lot of, like, character building stuff. Like, that shows, you know, if you're training with somebody, presumably, Presumably for a couple days. Uh, I don't know. We don't know what the length of time is between this training session and when they graduate. We, we that's yeah. kind of that's kind of foggy. But presumably, I would imagine they'd be doing it every week if he's asking her specifically for help. So that's that's a lot of time to spend with somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd assume that they'd get a little some sort that of bond, they'd bond right? In some way. And, and then we have our you know human centipede of love come up again. What? Wait, no. Are no, it doesn't. Sure. No, it doesn't because this is when Keith pops in. Stop it. Isn't this when Keith pops in at this point? Well, first, Mikasa tries to break up the fight and before Aaron does. that's when John gets that's, angry. That's when John, like, kind of loses it a little bit and wants to deck Aaron in the face, and that's when Aaron Beth. does the move that Annie taught him how to do. I'll move do. on and past Aaron's the human centipede. monologue is going, I have to stop this before it gets worse. So he <laughs> drops John. And then insults him at full volume. Like, congratulations, you just made well, it Well, when you win the Good fight, job. though, that is ending it. That's you win the fight, you end it. But then he made it worse. I have to stop it before it gets worse. So I can do it myself. <laughs> Thank you. And That's when Keith comes Keith in. Keith pops in. It's like, what's all this ruckus that I hear? <laughs> Sasha farted. Oh, that, that makes sense. Excuse. Okay. Hey, I like how everyone accepts like that makes sense. So, right, of course. Yeah. Of poor Sasha, but at least she got some food as kind of like an okay. I'm sorry, I embarrassed you. <laughs> so, so we get a brief um, description of all the regiments. Now we have the Garrison Regiment, the Scout Regiment, the NP, which is the Military Police, and those are the three who you can join. Only top ten can join the Military Police. Who we just uh, at the beginning of the show told you the top ten were, and Aaron, who's in the top ten, isn't going to do it. He's going to join the Scouts instead. What are you, Aaron? Crazy? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I don't think he's crazy. He doesn't come across crazy. No, he's yeah. completely crazy. I don't know how how no one else is like. Why are they questioning it? I imagine that like probably every single day, Aaron would be like, "I'm doing this to join the scouts. I'm doing this to join the scouts." Why are people questioning it? They if they've been with Aaron for the past for five two years, years. for three years, or two, yeah, two or three years, um, that they would know that he's insane well, because, <laughs> because it's lip service up until the point where it's an actual choice. So oh, him saying, true. "I'm going to do scouts. I'm going to do scouts," when everyone's going, "Yeah, you may have to. You're not going to." And then he's number five, and still, I'm going to do scouts. And everyone goes, no, 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 you're guaranteed to be drinking tea and eating diamonds in the interior. Why are you doing scouts? <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good reference there. <laughs> until he has the opportunity. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's just him, like, putting his, um, 
I, I guess putting himself his money where his mouth is. I think that's the okay. That's true. And mm-hmm. and what he says is very inspirational. Right. Yeah, it's by basically talking about things that Armin had told him, but just yeah about the and also things that we'd learned before, which is like oh, this is how bad things are. This is like how. Uh, just how corrupt things are. So, like, him, like, just basically resurfacing everything Annie told him, like, that's crazy. We can actually fight the Titans, yet everyone who can is going to the military police, so I'm going to join the scouts because I can. So, yeah, just this really moving speech, which seems to work on a lot of people. Which sways a couple people to to see his point of view. And so a lot of people who would have probably chosen um, the wall or to be in the military police. Like Connie. Like Connie. Yeah. He swayed them to his point of view. I mean, we've got Mikasa before that joining the scout regiment, uh, too. But, I mean, we kind of knew she was going to do whatever. And then Armin joining, which we kind of assumed as well. Yeah. Even though Armin, Armin couldn't be in the military police, but he still could have at least been in wall patrol. Exactly. So he's joining because the scouts. Because wall patrol is so safe. Well, it's safer <laughs> it's than safer the scouts. Than <laughs> well, scouts are yes. every week they go out. The the wall is like, well, once every maybe oh. five years now. And um, we, we sort of skipped over it a little bit, but we sort of get glimpses of a couple uh, very prestigious uh Scout regiment. Oh, well, that's where I was going to go to oh, right okay. after that. That's what we yeah. were moving to because Armin and Mikasa's team was right before that. But yeah, so yeah, we get that right afterwards, which is we meet uh, Commander, uh, oh. a couple commanders. Commander Irwin. Commander Urn. They subtitled it E R N. Like, what? Well, yeah, this, we, we have closed captioning on just in case while we're taking notes, we miss something. And yeah, they they closed captioned it incorrectly with Urn. Urn. <laughs> But he's Commander Irwin. Irwin. He's a plant. He's an urn. He's an urn. And then yeah. Captain Levi. Oh, oh, Levi. The fan favorite. <laughs> Is there anybody here who doesn't love Levi? I'm ambivalent. What? Get out. Goes <laughs> right there. I mean, I like him, but he's a total sociopath, so it's kind of hard to like But him. then so is Aaron. So. Aaron's not they, a sociopath. Aaron, he's a psychopath. Oh, he's a psycho. You know, there's a, there's a distinct difference between sociopath and psychopath. Aaron, Aaron is a psychopath. Aaron cares too much. Levi doesn't care at all. Yeah, I would argue that, but that's getting into an episode for another day. We'll talk about Levi another day. Spoiler button, and we'll talk about Erwin another day. But we do get glimpses of them. So people who are rewatching, you would you'd recognize these people. Be like, oh, that's who it is. And if if this is your first time through, you'd be like, okay, I guess that's the. I guess they're important. They have two lines apiece. Yeah, I mean something like I just completely I think ignored it when my first time. Like I don't know these characters, and they disappeared right away. But we get that everyone now is really into the scout team. Now that people have been attacked by Titans, they're like, we like what you're doing now. You're going <laughs> to kill Titans. We please, get it. Please keep doing what we made fun of you for doing five years ago. And we also get something that might come into play, um, which is Hans saying that he's still letting it, um, Aaron's mom's death. He still, it haunts him to this day. He still really feels terrible but about that. But it's nice to see Aaron, you know, and him have a talk to see that, you know, Aaron doesn't blame him in any way, even though he was going to fight a Titan turn right around. Even though right it's around. totally his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, there was nothing he could have done. Well, he After... could have sacked up. Yeah, there was totally something he could have yeah, done. I mean, he technically After... could have died. He could have tried and then died. And, and then, then everyone would have died. And then Aaron and Mikasa would have gotten eaten by a Titan as well. But after and then where would we be? <laughs> after a hundred years of complacency, you're not mentally prepared for something like that. You go to the garrison thinking, okay, 
walls stood for my lifetime and my father's lifetime and my father's father's lifetime. Yeah, you don't think you're going to be doing those anything. Titans look Just like another day of drinking so, food, uh, drinking and hanging drinking out. Drinking food. Drinking food. <laughs> I drink food. I drink my food. Protein smoothies. You know what? Beer is yeast, and we eat yeast and bread. So okay, yeah, come liquid on. bread is Guinness only. Also, wine is made from grapes. So now you're reaching. <laughs> How is that the reach then? <laughs> have you had Guinness? Well, I have had Guinness. Well, Guinness let's continue bread. on. We got, anyway. we, got, we got to get to the ending, which we is do. what which... ending? So everything's happy. Look, everyone's joining the Scout Regiment because they're inspired by Aaron. It's been five years since an attack, and we're gonna make it. Life is good. Nothing's gonna happen. We j- and we we get Aaron going. We can win. We like we have hope. Like humanity. It's the can great make a anime. Then, Three, two, one. <laughs> Colossal Titan. It really, Surprise. Fish, you thought you saw the last of me. This was one of my favorite moments just because it really is like during the middle of like that the typical speech scene. It's like the Samuel L. Jackson thing. Like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, it's like that exact thing. Which is great. It's just like when you're not expecting because this is the inspirational speech. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to move forward. And nope. Screw you! <laughs> yeah, it's it's that moment where you Hi start, guys. <laughs> where like you're just starting to think that like a song will play and then the opening credits will go or the closing credits will come in, but no, we smash cut like directly to the Titan popping up right behind him and blowing the cannons off the wall and everything like that, and, and kicking the gate in. Yep, doing just, exactly what happened. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on ago. in this with wall? his tiny arms, <laughs> with his tiny little arms, arms. tiny little noodle. <laughs> Head and little yeah. arms. <laughs> like, yeah, he should have the most exposed neck because he doesn't really have arms to swat you down. And so, go. although we, it's very interesting that like you, you see like you know boulders kind of getting caught um, by like kind of somewhat of a prepared system that they have to set up to kind of catch boulders in the event that a giant titan comes in to kick well, the wall Now down. that they know that it can happen, they're just like, maybe we should do something about that. Yeah, but it exactly. totally won't happen again. <laughs> but yeah, but and we're least, all two weeks from retirement. Yeah, at least they tried a little bit. A little bit harder, but there's only um, so much you can do. We immediately do. get yeah. Sasha showing off how really she is super adept with the 3D maneuvering. Like, immediate reaction time to pop in and help out um, Samuel, Samuel who saved his yeah, life. By, he was unconscious and falling. By shooting her maneuvering device into his leg. Ugh, but hey, it yeah. works. He, uh, he's Better alive. Than Can we say gangrene? I was just thinking, but, yeah, he's alive for now before all the Titans start swarming in and, like, if he gets left behind because he can't run. Then or before just... infection sets in or we'll, before, you we'll know, see, medieval but, medicine. Hey, maybe Aaron's dad will appear out of but, nowhere. But, like, how yeah. amazing was it to watch her run down the wall yeah. and then, like, to, to undo her hook, run down the wall, and then shoot and grab him in, like, true Spider-Man fashion. That oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then you're like, that's why you're in the top ten, Sasha. And then Aaron is the first one to come out of it and just start screaming orders at everyone, like, get into place. Like, this is the Colossal Titan. We need to kill him. Now. Go. Yeah. Because he's absolutely right. And then Aaron, on top of the wall, does his little spin move and end of episode. Yeah, so yep. we'll see how that happens. Drama. But yeah, he's ready to one-on-one with the Titan, so we'll see how his training uh, works out in next week's episode. So that wraps up this week's episode. So guys, 
we're not going to do predictions because we don't do that. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't. Yeah, it just does not work. I predict that Titans will happen. <laughs> I predict a lot of death. I predict that Aaron's going to swing through and start killing everything. That's what I think is going to happen. I predict he's going to try. <laughs> we'll I see. predict that there were a lot of moments that made my jaw drop in this series, starting with the Titan popping up right, right behind the, Aaron. <laughs> the attack on Tross. This is the biggest saga, I think, really in the series right Nine now. Nine parts. I just, yeah. I love how fast this show's been going, though. That's one of the great things, is you think there's going to be a big build-up for them to go attack times, but they're right there. No, so and, that's and one that's of the great things. great. We get, like, a couple character-building episodes, and then we get right back into yeah. the fight. And it's even the character-building episodes were really fast-paced, too. It's like, you don't have this entire training. I was like, oh, we're going to have, like, a, a whole thing of them training. I'm like, nope, it's two episodes and it's over. I was so no, happy that it here. wasn't like a high school anime for like ten episodes. I, 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 I was so happy yeah. that it wasn't. So, so, right to everything, right back into pace. So, guys, thank you for joining us this week. Once again, I'm Dave Klein. You can find me on Twitter at the Dave Klein. That's K L E I N. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on the Sword Art Online and Turn After Buzz Pants. It rhymes with the Penguin. <laughs> Yes, um, that's the point. <laughs> I'm John Quick. You can find me on Twitter at, at @nowquick. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaje K I A X E T. I'm also on the Sword Art Online after Buzz. It also rhymes with the penguin. And also, Not if you true. guys uh, if you guys like what we're doing, go to iTunes and and rate us. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Comment. Let us know what you think. And we will see you guys next week. Later, guys. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.